On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're talking about an, yet another loss in this stretch of just bad performance from the Lightning. We're taking a look at reasons why, even though if it falls all apart, Lightning should still make a trade. And then we're wrapping things up with snapping the skid possibly against the Caps tomorrow night. All that coming up and more on Locked On Lightning. You're Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Denker. Thank you for joining us. On this episode of Locked on Lightning, on today's episode of Locked on Lightning, we're breaking down yet another loss in the stretch of just bad luck. Really not bad luck. I mean, we'll get into all that, but I mean, just nightmare situations going on at home for the Lightning over the last two games, as well as if it all tends to go sideways uh, in the next coming weeks or months, well, actually the next couple of weeks, uh, really, because the trade deadline is March 8th. You know we're breaking it down does do the lightning should they still make a trade if if we feel like they've they've they're on the decline should they still go all in for it we break that down as well as we wrap things up with talking about picking it back up as we often do here on this podcast uh picking it back up against the washington capitals tomorrow night we break it all down get into it on this episode but before we do i just want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by fanduel make every moment more right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar bet that's 150 bucks if your bet wins visit fanduel.com locked on to get started so if unless you've been living under a rock or you just choose to forget the last couple of days let's let's refresh your memory or or fill you in the lightning had a less than stellar and i'm being very nice if you want to listen to my take on all of that go ahead uh less than stellar performance on saturday against the against the panthers uh go go to the last episode and you could hear all my fun things i had to say about that so they lose that game and fast forward to tomorrow look uh excuse me last night and Ottawa Senators rolling into town. Okay, tough matchup. Okay, I said it on the pod that the Lightning need to get off to a good start. They need this is a statement game. This is a Saturday. We just are pissed about what happened, and we just we're back here and we're playing better and we're ready to turn it around and and get back to where we were where we left off before that nightmare uh, game on Saturday and. Boy, did that not happen because the Lightning ended up falling down 2-0 in this one and ended up losing 4-2. They did show a little fight in those second and third periods. Uh, but, God, I have to say, I, 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 you know, I when you lose in the fashion that you did at home, okay, to a division rival to your in-state rival, to one of the better teams in the league, which 
I, I'm not going to play the big brother, little brother crap because that is gone to the wayside now, especially after I think I think Panthers, the, the Panthers fans as well as the Panthers franchise, I think earned their their stripes or or whatever, earned the right to push that 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 whole moniker or whatever you want to call it to the side of big brother, little brother of Florida. No, I mean, the. You know, the big bad bolts are gone. I'm sorry. Let's just put that to the side. The Panthers are a very good hockey team. They're a scary hockey team. They went, they went up. The only team that beat them in the playoffs last year was the Stanley Cup champions who were an absolute juggernaut of a team last year. And you get your butt kicked. And that's putting it nicely. And then you come into this game saying, okay, the Senators rolling in town. They give you a tough matchup every single time. I spoke about it. I even said how important it was for this team to go out there and have a good showing. And, and and to not only win the game, but play well. Play well in a game where not you were not that three parties were convinced that you that you played well. The the fan base, the team, and I guess the centers. I guess you know feeling that they thoroughly were convinced that they were beat. Uh, and this wasn't a game that they blew themselves. And what happens? You know, there's pressure in the building. You're in your own building, too. And I know I'm jumping a little bit all over the place right now, but this is a game... I think this is, to me, probably more frustrating than what we saw on Saturday. And I'll get to that in just a bit. But real quick, not only do you give up a goal... To start the game. But then you fall down 2 nothing And go into the first intermission. And your former player Matthew Joseph. Is just running ragged all over you. Uh, ends up scoring two goals in this one. And. It, it showed me. That. The emphasis on. Or, or the pressure to play well after getting thoroughly embarrassed in your own building was not there. And you could take your pick of, and, and I saw some other people on Reddit and on on in the YouTube comments as well. There were people that were saying, well, this team's not deep. Uh, there's that. And we'll, we'll get into that in the second segment because I think that very much ties in with the point I want to make with, the whole reasoning as to why, regardless of where the Lightning are in the standings, they still should trade. They still should tr make the trade for Noah Hannafin, regardless. Um, I firmly believe that, I mean, just from what I saw in that opening, that opening period, if you were very worried about, or, or at least went into this game as it being, all right, we got our butts kicked. We got to go out there and we got to take out some aggression on the center's team. That was the case. I mean, it's one thing, you know, you're laying hits all over the place, but you're, you're losing, you know, you're not going out there and, and, and beating them where it counts. And that's in the goal department. And then your your one of your former players uh, is making you very much regret treating him away. And obviously I know that was out of his control, but you could blame the players. You could blame the coaches, which I do. Um, the 
just like the just the the lack of preparedness for this game in the first 20 minutes was astounding and that is completely unacceptable uh for a team like this and it is really disappointing because i really thought we were going to see something different uh from this lightning team and it makes me even more worried because if you've been a listener of this podcast for quite some time or even whether it be all season long or even a week or whatever the case may be if you've listened to a couple of episodes you know the big theme that i continuously talk about on this podcast is consistency and when you do lose putting it back together and the fact that the lightning have struggled not only this year but in years past really last year especially to to really get it going again after tough losses and and every loss is is a tough loss let's be honest here every loss in the especially when you're a team that has such high expectations every loss is a tough loss and when you are constantly struggling when you are constantly having people like me like people in the fan base uh questioning whether or not that this team could get it back together right away can bounce back right away where it looks almost so difficult as if you have to almost it almost seems as though you have to relearn the sport of hockey that is concerning now the the question remains does that fall on the players or does that fall on the coaches or is it a little bit of both i'm gonna say mostly the coaches uh my opinion and and i saw a great comment I believe it was on YouTube or it might have been Reddit. I don't know where exactly, but wherever the case, you know, if you're a listener of the show, um, you know, I give you credit if you if you were the one that said this, uh, they the the person who made this comment basically said, um, you know, I'm tired of the excuses very much like what I have been saying um, or lack thereof, because oftentimes we don't hear really anything of substance from this team when it, when it follows a loss like this. And they said, I, I'm tired. You know, they, they, they said, you know, fire Blashill, which, you know, we, he's responsible for certain things on this team as well. Um, as to how much of a big, uh, effect he does have, I'm going to leave that up to Cooper and those within the organization to determine that. But the fact that, you know, blending lines isn't exactly something that is going to just help this team and change it up. I firmly agree. And, and the thing that really, really, I struggle with when I see this team and when they're not being successful is the fact that they get away from what they know is successful. And it's almost obvious, you know, setting up sequences, uh, doing the little things here and there, you know, not trying to hit a home run on every single rush. And it, it, it's gotten to a point, you know, where if, if we were in October, November, or even early parts of December, that's one thing. But we're at nearly at the end of February. And a week ago, we were having a conversation about how this team could potentially, the way that they were playing, uh, be able to possibly make a play for the number two or even the number one spot in the division. And now here we are, February 20th, talking about how the wheels have completely fallen off the bus in a span of two games. And now, it you know, most likely uh, 
More than not, they'll be able to pick things up tomorrow night against the Capitals. But the fact that there is even a shred of doubt, if even more than that coming from me, and I'm sure there, I'm not the only one, uh, that is alarming all around. So let me know in the comments below what you think. Like I said on the last episode, we are now on Reddit. Uh, we're going to be posting the link online. It's Locked On Lightning Pod on Reddit. We're also on Discord now. So if you know, check out that. Uh, we'll also have the link to our server there if you want to jump in on the conversation. If you prefer to drop a comment below on the YouTube page, go ahead and do that as well. So coming up in just a bit, we're going to talk about why, regardless of what happens going into the March 8th deadline, why the Lightning should still make a trade, whether it looks like they're on the downslide or whether they're back trending again. We'll talk about that coming up in just a bit. But first, I want to talk about our sponsors on today's show, and that is our friends over at FanDuel. Now, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet, and that's winning $5 bet, like Charlie Sheen winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players as well as NHL players with quick bets, live save, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. So just visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. So as always, I want to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We're also available on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel there. Drop a comment below and hit that thumbs up button to get in on the action. And it also helps the channel grow. If you want to continue the conversation between episodes, go ahead, follow us on Reddit. We're on Locked on Lightning Pod on Reddit. We're also, you could join our Discord server uh, both links to that are down below in the description. Also, if you want to give me a follow on social media, hit me up with a question or, you know, a comment or whatever the case may be, go ahead. You can follow me on X at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. I don't tweet a lot, but if you message me, if you want to slide in my DMs, or if you want to just, you know, tweet to me on, on X, I'll get back to you as soon as I see it. So, you know, the lightning... Like I've I've stated, not only earlier just now, but also on other podcasts, how really it, it this has really turned into a Jekyll and Hyde Lightning team, and and it's really almost scary and disturbing to see, especially when the Lightning's highs are so high and their lows could be so low. Um, like I said, we just got done talking about it about a week ago, how. This team was playing so well. They have back-to-back wins against Boston and Colorado, two very good teams, two teams that are probably going to end up winning their respective divisions if something catastrophic doesn't happen to either. And two teams that could very well, if if you know the chips fall in their way, could both be playing each other in the Stanley Cup Final. And then it goes from that to... Oh wow, you know, the Lightning are flying high, and then you know, you got a matchup against the Florida Panthers, and, and then you know, you you have you have Ottawa up. That could be a game where the Lightning could really go on a run 
uh, a very good long run uh, to really round up. I mean, you look at the rest of the schedule of February uh, heading into that matchup against Florida. I mean, it, it kind of looked like at that point that the Lightning weren't going to lose any of those games. And then as quickly as the Lightning rose, uh, at least on our on our radar or our grid or whatever you have there to measure how high the lightning are in your favor, they fall just as fast. And now they're losers of their last two in a row at home. Um, like I said, they have an ugly loss at home. They have an even uglier start to the game against a team that has, you know, as gritty as they are and, you know, still the lightning as well as they've been playing recently, uh, seemed like they were leagues above uh, the Ottawa Senators, and obviously that wasn't the case. And now we're here with the possibility, because, listen, I most more likely than not, what's going to happen is that this team's going to figure it out. They're going to get back to, you know, a, a, a level of hockey in which not only can they win games, but... Uh, you know, get back to winning games, but playing consistently. But at the same time, with this Lightning team, it is not a given. It is never a given. Uh, we've seen it in year past with other teams in which they have completely just imploded over the course of the season. Um, and and really, you know, that's where these last two games have really, and and maybe the two days off in a row will really help this Bolts team too. Uh, but 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 really, it it has been. Really just frustrating to see this team play. And, and and it kind of, you know, I saw online as well, someone was talking about it, and it was a very good point. You know, they don't want to see this Lightning team go out and then, you know, spend pretty much all their assets like they did last year and have in years past. And all for it to just lose in the playoffs in the first round or just to not even make the playoffs, which, you know, I, I think at this point we could agree that the Lightning will make the playoffs. Then again, not a guarantee. You know, the way they've been playing, if they continue to play this way, if Andre Vasilevsky continues to kind of slide down the way he has, if this team continues not to be able to score outside of Nikita Kucherov and Brandon Hagel uh, and Braden Point, which was Phenomenal goal the other night. I can't believe I didn't bet money on that after I called him out. Didn't call him out, but I said, listen, he's got to get going. It just can't be Nikita Kucherov out there. But I, I, I think that when we look at this Lightning team, even if if, if you're Julian Brees' boss, and I've said this on when I was talking about Noah Hannafin, which, by the way, Frank Savelli came out just today with an article talking about how the Bolts should be pl- should are probably going to go after Hannafin, which... If you've been a listener of this podcast for the last couple of weeks, that is old news to us because that's all we've been talking about uh, ever since the Sean Walker news broke and we got into that and then it morphed into Noah Hannafin. Uh, go see one of my past podcast episodes where we talked about actually a legitimate deal that could work for both teams uh, financially and just in terms of trade chips. But what I'm trying to say is that when you're looking at this Lightning team, if you're Julian Brees' boss or if you just want to play the GM game, yeah, you want to improve this team right now, just so if they when they do go to the playoffs, they don't get knocked out in the first round. You're also making a trade for Hannafin where that is a real possibility that you get him because I, I feel like 
the Lightning are kind of, whether or not they want to admit it, that is probably a player that they are honing in. I mean, the longer they wait, the the more difficult it's probably going to get going to be to get him. But what I'm trying to say is that regardless if you're back in the mix of it in the division, which very well might be the the possibility once March 8th rolls around, or you're kind of starting to slip out of the wild card conversation, which the way the Lightning are trending right now could also be a possibility. I think you should make the trade for Hannafin. You know, it's going to suck right now, whether it be this year or next year, especially because obviously you're trading for Hannafin, regardless of what your objective is, whether it be to add depth for the long term. I'm talking about not only this year, but beyond this year, because Hannafin's probably going to come in and play on the first or second line. Uh, most likely the first line with, with Hedman. Um, I like Radish. I, I really do. And, and I think he's played phenomenal this year, but, um, right now, especially with Sergachev out, he's probably going to be on the second line and that's going to propel Hannafin up to the first with Hedman. Uh, and then Pervix will be on the third. And then next year we could figure out all that because Pervix will not be here next year. I'd be shocked if he's on the team next season but i i think that you need to approach this deadline not focused about whether or not you're trading i mean if you're trading for a guy to win a playoff series or to go beyond that or you should just look at it as you're adding another piece to your team for the long run uh because like i've stated on past episodes hannafin is a ufa after this year uh he's making about four and a half um AAV right now uh I I think you know his numbers are good I don't think they're spectacular I think that get rid of Perbix um and there's there's other players on this team that you could probably let let leave uh you know there's there's the possibility you know I'm not saying it's a given you know I and and this is also a misconception which I kind of like want to clear up right now as much as i've talked about in length about how it'd be beneficial to the lightning to let steven stamkos walk in the offseason um i'm not i'm not advocating for it i mean if if they could work out a deal that is friendly for both sides 100 percent, let's bring him back i mean he is the backbone of this team emotionally um you know it, it's not a good look anytime you kind of um it's not a good look anytime you 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 let your goaltend uh your 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 captain leave. I mean, there's no scenario in this where if Stamkos walks away because they can't reach a deal, there's no scenario in which the Lightning won't look like the bad guy. Uh, so you have a bunch of UFAs other than him. You would have Ty, Ty, Tyler Mott, bye. Austin Watson, bye. Alex Barre Boulay, bye. Uh, you also have Calvin DeHaan. All right, let's keep him for now. Hayden Flurry. Okay, I I don't know. I mean, you could keep one or two. It really doesn't matter, especially if you're keeping Hannafin. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that the money can work. The money can work where you can sign Hannafin to an eight-year deal or something along that seven or eight years, uh, five, five or a little bit more than that, and then you could kind of fill in the pieces around there. And still bring back Stamkos to where something could beneficially work, where you could 
chock it full of incentives, uh, incentives or something like that to where, you know, the guy will still be happy where they're there. You know, you're not going to give them an incentive for 60 goals, uh, 120 points. That's not something that's going to happen. Um, these are going to be easily hit targets for him, you know, 30 goals, uh, 85 points, something along those lines to where he could potentially get to that. Uh, but that's, that's what you need to have the mindset of is that, Regardless of what happens from February 20th, which is right now at this time of recording, to March 8th, which is not too far away, it'll be here before we know it, is that you are trading for Noah Hannafin. And possibly if you go by my trade uh, scenario and, and go ahead and check that out, if you're trading for Noah Hannafin and Blake Coleman, you're trading for the future. I mean, Coleman will be around and, and be a good player for this team for the next hypothetically five years. I mean, I don't know how much I don't I don't remember off the top of my head what the Flames have them for. They would be in my trade scenario retaining 15 percent of his of his money so that that does help the lightning uh, in terms of alleviating some more cap space. But Hannafin is definitely, you know, when we talk about this team and I'm going to I'm going to leave it with this is when you're looking at this Lightning team of the future, <clears throat> it's not Victor Hedman. It's not necessarily Eric Chernak. I mean, it can be Eric Chernak. He's 26, which is wild because it feels like he's been in the league for a billion years. <clears throat> but it, it's Darren Radish, and I know that might confuse some people, but it really is. It's Nikita Kucherov. It's Braden Point, it's Brandon Hagel, it's Anthony Sorelli, it's Nick Paul, it's Mikey Esima, if he continues on his trajectory. And it could potentially be for the right price, if the price is right, Noah Hannafin. And I firmly believe that is a real possibility, regardless of what happens, because there's been so much that has been said about what the Lightning don't have. But there is so much... When you have that conversation, there's not been a lot to say about the future, okay? Because you could hypothetically be in a world where Steven Stamkos leaves. Victor Hedman, let's face it, you know, he's had his moments this year where he's looked good. But really, the guy has a ton of miles on him. And we're starting to see the sunset on prime Victor Hedman. I hate to say it, but that's really the reality that we're at right now and his contracts up after the 24 25 season so that's another thing and then pervix is up the same year um with a lot of these ufas coming up with you know you got tanner janelle you got estima glenn denning all those years you got to start planning for the future and I think this is the first step in the right direction if you go for Noah Hannafin there, regardless of where the Lightning are. So let me know in the comments below. Let me know on Reddit. Let me know on Discord. Let me know on Twitter. Let me know wherever we can communicate back and forth how you're feeling about that. I mean, like I said, I don't think it's a bad thing to say that. I really don't because if the Lightning win, that's if the Lightning are in a position where they're starting to look better, where they're starting to look back to where they were a week ago, that's great. If they're kind of on the decline, if they're still just something's just not happening, guess what? Start to build, but without saying it out loud. And I don't think a lot of people will take that 
as a rebuilding spot uh, or a rebuilding move. So coming up in just a little bit, hopefully the Lightning can get back on the right track to where they could get to the point to where they are back to cloud nine where they were about a week ago and you know pick up a win in two nights against the washington capitals but before we get to that i want to talk about our last sponsors of today's show and that is our friends over at game time now listen you shouldn't have to worry about when you buy tickets to your next big event game time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports music comedy and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. My favorite quality about that is that you get to see the, the, the view from your seats. You know, nobody wants to go to a game, spend all this money, especially with baseball season right around the corner. You don't want to go to, you know, I know they'd only have this at the Trop, but other places in the, in the MLB, they... You know, you could easily, if you're going to a game, a, a Rays game up in Fenway, you don't want to be stuck sitting behind a beam at one of America's oldest parks. So you got you get that awesome thing. And I also love the all-in prices. So they show up your total up front. So you know what you're getting for a great deal before you check out. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest prices. Guaranteed. So one last time, I want to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We're also available on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Hit that thumbs up button below. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know how you're feeling about this team, I mean, they've looked completely just abysmal over the last couple of games. I know the Ottawa game wasn't as bad. You know, losing 4-2 is not nearly as bad as losing 9-2. But when the 4-2 loss and you fall down early to nothing uh, early on after the 9-2 game, um, in my book, especially with this team, that's just as bad. Especially when it's at home. Especially when those two games are at home. You know, if they would have lost that game in South Florida, that would have been a whole different story. I think the mood would have been a little bit different. You know, the Lightning, they got the being on the road against, you know, Florida got the best of them, the environment, all this and that. But when you're losing those games at home, it's terrible. And the fact that, like I said, you know, the, the Lightning unable to just get the ball back rolling after hitting a little bump in the road, that's the frustrating part. And they get to try and do it against the Washington Capitals, who... Are a team, quite frankly, I can't figure out. I, I I just, I don't understand, like, what their deal is in terms of where they're at, really. In, you know, are they rebuilding? Are they still a playoff team? Uh, currently, right now, they're in fourth place in the wild card that, you know, they're, they're, they're about six points behind Detroit, who has the second um, wild card spot. And I will be honest, you know, after being good all those years and having Alexander Ovechkin, who is starting to, you know, you're starting to kind of see the decline there, or starting to see him slow down. I think this was really the first year in which you've really, I've really kind of started to see him. Um, 
you know, kind of just dial it back. And, and you know, he has 14 goals, which is still pretty good, all things considered. Uh, 38 assists. But this is a team in which I, I just, I don't know how to feel about where they are. Uh, and so this will be the second matchup these two teams have out of three. Uh, their first was December 23rd. Uh, Lightning won that one in a shootout 2-1 on the road in Washington. And it's a game that's obviously going to be on ESPN. That's going to be an interesting one, which I, I still don't understand how Bolts, Caps gets on ESPN, but Bolts and Avalanche don't. Would have loved to have had that game, especially the one the Lightning win on ESPN. But really, the, the, the key to this game to win are, are really quite simple. Really what it comes down to is just play your game. And, and I'm and I'm sure if we know anything or can easily assume anything about John Cooper is that he probably told his team, listen, you file those two games that you just had, they just dropped to the wayside. You just go out there and play lightning hockey. That's all you got to do. You got to go out there. Don't overanalyze too much. Don't try and press the issue too much. On paper, we are a better team than these guys. On paper, we are talent, more talented, but that doesn't mean you take the foot off the gas pedal. That means that that probably should motivate you more to to put the foot on the gas and and just keep going and going and going. And as I said before, and I know this sounds cliche, I said this about the Ottawa game, and I still feel this way about uh, I'll feel this way about the Capitals game and until they and and the game after until Lightning actually win a game. This is a statement game. And that's the way that every game until you win in convincing fashion, um, because it, it's been and, and what I mean by a statement game is that it's been very few times this year in which we've seen the Lightning out thoroughly outplay a, a, another team. And, and what I mean by that, it, it's not just being better in every aspect of the game than the opposing team. It's it's I want to see. And this goes for a lot of the games that I say where in which the Lightning should win these games and are better, is that the Lightning need to blow the doors off another team. It's it's all too often where we see the Lightning get play, outplayed by another team where they get a bunch of goals scored on them and they're just they don't have an answer. But we haven't really seen this year an instance in which the Lightning have really done that to another team. Um off the top of my head, I can't really remember one. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm looking back at the schedule. I, I, I can't remember a game in which the Bolts, I, I mean, is it the game against the Wild when they won 7-3 in January? Is it the game prior to that when they won 5-1 against the, the Ducks? Um. Uh, I mean, I've seen a bunch of games in which they've gotten their doors blown off. Um, it's not the 7-4 win against Edmonton, I, I'll tell you that. Um, every game that's been completely lopsided for this Lightning team thus far, as I'm actively scrolling through the schedule, I, I'm, I'm not seeing anything in which gives me the indicate. Maybe the game against the Hurricanes in which they won 8-2. 
back in in November. Is that really the the uh, the game in which we're going to say the Lightning were thirdly better than another team? Maybe six nothing against the Sharks in October. The Sharks who are a lottery team. I I, I guess we could say right now that until we see otherwise, 8-2 against the Hurricanes was probably the best, well, I won't say, the best example of a lopsided victory, a game in which they played, they outplayed the other team. All things considered, it was the second month of the season and and every team was still trying to figure it out. So I'm not going to say that with, with confidence. If you want to give it that label, go ahead. But like I said, you know, this team is very much underperforming and they have another opportunity to go out there and write, at least start to write some wrongs, at least start to get it back together. Um, and if they don't, I, I mean, that's going to make it even worse. So let me know in the comments below what you're feeling, what you want to say. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with some more trade talk. We'll be back tomorrow with some standings watch. We'll be back tomorrow, back tomorrow with a whole lot more news, uh, to discuss about the Tampa Bay lightning. So in the meantime, go ahead, subscribe to the podcast, give us a follow wherever podcasts are shipping in audio form. Like I said, we're on Reddit. Now we're on discord, drop a comment in the YouTube section. If you wish to do that instead, uh, all the, all the, uh, the, the links, Uh, will be provided in the description. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.